So, Dr. Crippen, give it to me in a nutshell. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the body rather than against it. You're talking about a virus? Indeed, yes, in this case, the measles um, virus, which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful. Um, and I, I find the best way to describe it is if you, can, if you can imagine your body as a highway and you picture the virus as a very fast car um, being driven by a very bad man. Why don't you just eat your vegetables? This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 419. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. I only have one song on my iPod done away. Is it Marley? I bet it's Marley. Mm. Oh, hi. We are podcasting on all dating app frequencies from the basement of our mom's house. We will be on the internet every day when the sun is the angriest in the sky. If you are out there, please come inside. The sun will scorch your skin. We can provide cold pizza. We can provide tattered clothing. We can provide free Wi-Fi. <laughs> if there's anybody out there, anybody, you are not alone. Unless your name is Robert Neville, in which case you're totally alone. You know what you did. <laughs> so in review, if you are not Robert Neville, please swipe right. We will take good care of you. We promise. Please marry our colony. Anyone, man, woman, dog. But once again, not if your name is Robert Neville. Screw that guy and his stupid dog. Fred, what the hell are you doing down here, Fred? Don't eat our pizza. So help me, Fred. We are legion. You have, uh, you have a weird knack for this. I, I, we got to figure out a way to spin this out into its own thing. I, it's hard to explain, but for every is, right, it should be for like every movie, not just the ones we film. Yeah, like, you know, we should get like here's a quick sum up of the long shot. Oh, you're Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. you're not so good looking. Hey, yeah. I'm Charlie's there. Exactly. We'll make it a weekly YouTube uh, thing. Animate it. And be like Endgame with Brian Dunaway. We'll Step do three, it. profit. Yeah, Step <laughs> three, profit. Yep, Bro, this would be uh, from Thanos' uh, perspective instead. Who's yeah. my hero, by the way? Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty great. He's got the right idea. When I'm stuck on the road behind like a thousand other cars, I'm kind of thinking, geez, man, maybe Thanos has it right. Yeah, maybe right. 500 cars would be better than a thousand. Maybe 500 cars would be better. <laughs> um, also with us, Randy, he loves Shrek Jordan. Aloha, Scott. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Hi. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I was the last man on earth? No. True story. And you could be too with my <laughs> Teach Yourself Survival <laughs> video series. Everything is going to be fine as long as you follow my three key steps. Number one, spend all your time every day cleaning your car. You're going to want to choose the most boring, common sports car you can find. <laughs> like a Mustang with that dumb hump in the hood that makes it hard to see out when you're driving through to urban wastelands. <laughs> so keep her clean. <laughs> Number two, 
rig up the neighborhood around your house to do a bunch of explosives in case you ever have to deal with a zombie attack. Mm. But don't make a long-term defensive position like a machine gun nest. <laughs> that would be too dangerous. Number three, get a dog. Without a dog, you're not going to want to live. Most importantly, train your dog to come. My last client didn't train his dog to command stop and come, and that led to something like two years of research getting blowed up. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never want to hear the phrase "teach your dog to come." Ever again, I know. I was dog to come. <laughs> Red rocket, red rocket. Okay, uh, and finally with us, <laughs> red rocket. <laughs> That's horrible. It is horrible. Uh, you fine. made it. You made it bad. I made it bad. It, was, it, it wasn't was, you. It was fine, and you made it bad. Yeah, it wasn't you at all. I was in Vegas for four days. This is what happens. You come home with a little dirt on you. Uh, and with us, uh, finally, Brian. What a waste of eggs and bacon, Ibit. Jeez, I know. Especially your good bacon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of flipped a coin today, and I was thinking. Well, not today. Yesterday, when I was writing this up, I'm thinking. All right, I'm either going to go the route that brian dunaway did which is like what's my message going to be out right. or i'm going to go now this is a story all about how <laughs> and unfortunately i picked the same route brian dunaway went <laughs> no 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 fortunately because uh, i'll take two of these over one of those any day yeah, all right here it is my name is brian Ibbett. i'm a survivor living in new york city I'm broadcasting on all AM and FM frequencies, as well as Sirius XM channels 29, 30, 31, and Between Celine Dion songs on the Romantic Moods channel. I can provide food, I can provide shelter, and I can provide security. I'll be out on the South Street Seaport every day at midday when the sun is highest in the sky. After that, you'll find me at the video store where I've set up a bunch of creepy mannequins to talk to. I even set up a really creepy mannequin with a trench coat in the adult section. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to talk to her. Weird. From 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., you'll find me at Old Navy trying on performance fleece outerwear. And then I'm going to make my way up to IHOP where they're serving breakfast all day, every day, y'all. Wow. (laughs) I would come. I would come find you at midday. If that was the message. I just want to admit, my, my second one was a parody Bob Marley song, and I ah. figured I, sh- I should leave that to Brian Evans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him sing we, it. I'm glad we don't coordinate these things, but I wonder if there's some way of like saying, all right, I'm doing a I'm doing this fresh, fr- French, French, uh, Fresh Prince of, or the French Prince of Bel-Air. I'm going to do <laughs> Right. No, this is a story all about how. There's nothing wrong with calling it. Totally call it. Yeah. You always go uh, full Sebulba or whatever his name is. I do. Yeah, I can't do French without uh, making it the the really disgusting French guy wearing the way too tight, uh, thin black and white striped T-shirt and a, and a gross cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Well, that's it's, a, uh, it's the right stereotype. It's fine. Yeah. Thanks. Yes, there's Good. no French listeners that would be offended by that at all. Nah. That'd be fine. Well, if you haven't figured it out by now, and I'm sure many people at home already have, we are talking about I Am Legend, the 2007 action-adventure movie with Will Smith and a couple other people. Uh, And, uh, yeah, this is uh, my third viewing of the movie. Uh, Hmm. I saw it once on some DVD, you know, we just watched it once, and then I saw it in theaters. (laughs) And uh, I, I feel like I needed to make a disclaimer right up front because... And this is probably, again, going to be obvious to some people. But my disclaimer is I, by default, thematically love movies like this. So I feel like I'm already way in the positive column, even though I know this movie has some problems. I know that it's got some uneven bits. I know that it's, you know, 
you get, some people can go either way on the creature designs and whether or not those are any good and so on. But I just thematically and kind of already in in the same way I am with Waterworld or Mad Max films or whatever, like apocalyptic, uh, everybody's dead, one guy has to survive stuff is so up my up my alley. It yeah. so melts yeah. my cheese that I just have to say that up front because it's not going to be fair to 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 a more critical look at the film because I already kind of like it on those on those levels. Does that make sense, I guess? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're you're going to be it's almost like a western. You're going to be more inclined, more receptive to the good parts of a western going in not having seen it. Yeah, right? and, and more forgiving like, right. of the stuff that's broken or not great. Exactly. Or yeah. yeah. So, exactly. so I, I look to you guys for the more, you know. This is how I feel subjective. about Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. I feel <laughs> no. so pandered to. <laughs> Seriously, I feel so pandered to. It's kind of gross. It's like, have you seen all the Fast and the Furious movies, you weirdo? And I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> Then we have the movie for you. Exactly. Tune in. <laughs> yeah, it's now, um, I, yeah. I've I've watched I Am Legend I Am a lots of times. Uh mm. I didn't watch it just once on the DVD and throw it out in the snow like Scott did apparently. <laughs> but uh yeah, I've seen this. I've seen I've seen this in many different forms. I've seen it on DVD, Blu-ray, on you know, on, on TV, everywhere, because there's a couple of different takes on this movie that can change it quite severely, especially the yeah. second. Uh, the uh, alternate ending, the, the alternate direct- ending for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which sticks um, closer to the book uh, idea than than this one did. Well, oh, really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. yeah, apparently the book is a lot more like that ending, and also um, Omega Man adheres to the mm-hmm. to these guys as vampires more than they do zombies. Uh, this movie likes to straddle the 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 thing, so they're kind of rage <laughs> zombies when they're out after you, but in but they can't be out in the daylight, which is very vampiric. And uh, also, it turns out they're a little smarter than we think, which is kind of vampiric. And so are, I guess they're still they, sort of like, vampires. Wanna, like, can we just stop and talk about everything we know about the enemy in this movie? Because yeah. it's yeah. I, like it kind of it, it's kind of hard to hold it all in your mind at once. Right. Mm. So, like, he tells us that they are a small fraction of the people who were infected. Like most people died mm-hmm. and then a small number were turned into night seekers or dark stalkers or whatever dark dark seekers yeah Yeah. right or seekers oh yeah yeah, and there was another name that i think was in the book that's like uh chubby chaser is that no it's not (laughs) i'll find it i thought it was in the trivia yeah it was yeah so 90 percent of the people uh died uh just flat out 10 percent around around nine percent or ten percent close to that uh turned into vampires and then like and then there's will smith and a couple other people yeah we're not affected at all. Right. But I'm asking what mm-hmm. else we know about them. So they can they can not only smell blood, they crave it, yeah. right? That's they want it. Right. Yeah. right. They want blood real bad. Yep. During uh, during the day, they uh, cluster in little groups and and almost uh, <laughs> like meditate. <laughs> like the I mean, Coachella. I mean in yeah. in uh, in in Omega Man, they did more like the books, which they just kind of had uh, hives of them, but they were all, they could talk to you and everything. Like, yeah, they were, right. 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 They, were, they were just more like vampire, more like our, our Hollywoodized uh, vampires. Right. Yeah. They were like factual. Before we get, yeah, before we get too far down the, the, the hole of, of s- some people's complaints. Uh, I, I personally am okay with a different perspective 
on a world that was built. I am fine with making them more vampiric, making them faster, making them different. It doesn't bother me. As a matter of fact, if I was such a purist, I would probably hate all the Avengers movies, especially the ones involving Thanos, because it's nothing like the comic books. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so That's a fair point. Uh, I I'm fine with a different perspective, and I, I yeah. enjoy all that. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's you know they're they're closer to the rage virus. Uh, Twenty eight days later, right. creatures than true zombies. I mean, they're they're not zombies. They're not the undead. Right, but right. but the, in this movie, we we come dangerously close to breaking like laws of thermodynamics. Right, like mm-hmm. these things. These things, as much energy as they put out, they must be consuming an incredible amount of calories right. every day, every night. Sorry, and and it's mm. just like uh, I don't know, I don't know. It feels a little weird. Mm. And also, right. if there's only this, you know, I, I mean, I did think of that. Like, if there's only Will Smith and the dog, how, where are they getting their sources? Of, right. Of, I mean, they should are, all be there by now. This so many are they years eating each it. other, or you know, or what's going on? They eating the deer. There's plenty of deer. Lots yeah, of deer, I, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot about him as a as a defensive de- position, and Manhattan felt r- way wrong. Like, get on a boat and go somewhere else. You're going to be way easier to defend yourself. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, apparently the zombies aren't getting on boats and coming to Manhattan. So. He's actually like he needs to collect them every now and then to do tests on them. So this is actually pretty good. It makes some sense. Yeah. I just don't feel like the zombies themselves made enough sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when when one of them is suddenly kind of smart and can build a complicated trap and hide it and shit. Right. Wow. Okay. Uh, maybe this is something I, else. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked the fact that uh, there was a leader. And I was like, ooh, I would really have enjoyed a little setup in the flashbacks to imply that he was somebody we knew. That that, that would under I would understand right. why like his leadership was. His former was in sergeant play. or something. Right, right. Well, back and in the I, day, don't forget in Omega Man and in the book. Well, I, I, I say this, I haven't actually read the book, but I know enough about it. Um, it there is a leader who is seems to mm-hmm. be have superior things right. about him, like intellect right, right. and stuff. So they. They are lightly brushing that though. They're not. They're barely digging in. And I agree. It'd be. It would have been fun anyway to get a little more world building for them. Um, right. But but I. You know, this is what the third movie in two months we've seen with long face yell people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, Very popular during this time, right? It yeah. Was, it was good. The early aughts, early to mid aughts, everybody was like. Yeah. What this if is, their mouths exactly. opened unnaturally large? <laughs> and and the thing is, at some point we're gonna have to watch maybe. Yes, it's <laughs> on right now. Distance until Legion. Yeah, yeah I know. But we're also yeah. we're not giving the movie credit for going all in on the horror elements. Yeah. Like sure. so, like like everyone else in the known universe. Last week, Game of Thrones caused me to tune my television settings, mm. and <laughs> so I was really well put like for this movie. Like I was. <laughs> I was right on with the blackest blacks and the good, the right. right contrast to be scared. And it scares you over and over with, with jump sounds, which mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, you love it or hate it. Jump sounds work. Oh yeah. That By the way, work. those, those jump sounds, those screams and things, uh, Mike Patton from, uh, faith yes. no more. I love that trivia. All, that was my favorite thing. Sounds. Is that true? Really? It's yeah, totally yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> you want it all, but you, <laughs> you can't. Right, right. <laughs> wow. He's that, such a freak. That love boggles my mind. So wait a minute. When the guys were screaming, that's him? That's him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was unsure how they were. I mean, obviously, they modulate it and do some stuff to it, but 
Sure. Jeez. But it's all Mike Patton. <laughs> it's really scary. It's a scary it sound. And I mean, look, there we're talking 2007 mocap and CGI, which was a hell of a lot better than the year before it. But it's, you know, aged a little now. And, and you can you definitely oh, look it at got, it and go, eh, it's a little uncanny yeah. valley, a little rubbery looking. It's not exactly right. But I still yeah, thought I still got complaints. It got complaints even back in 2007 that that was like a weak point. Yeah, and I, I kind of disagree only because I respect the art form and I think it's mm-hmm. it's a good it's a right. good it's a good thing to do with what you've got. Now, could they have? I mean, I try to ask myself what would be more effective that or them just getting people dressed up and running fast and doing a lot of but shaky the director. The director go. said, yeah, the director said no because he had. Uh, he had people on set that were dressed up and were moving after a couple of days of shooting. He said, no, not, not, uh, not scary enough, not fast enough. I need them to be, uh, you know, jacked up. And yeah. so he did some CGI stuff and it, it looked better to them. But we and can, the only we place... can... oh, oh, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. I just want to bring the subjects together because they, they belong together. The horror elements have to be served by the CGI or whatever, you know, uh, visual effects you're going for. And that the the first big attempt at that is in Times Square when uh, he gets ambushed by the lions from that got out from the zoo. And yeah. I'm sorry, those lions just didn't look real. Mm-hmm. And and so the the sound scare hits you, and it's terrifying. Like I I'm right. shaking after the loud sound, mm-hmm. but then seeing them, I'm kind of like grinning, like oh, <laughs> look no, at the you. look at the video game lion. Yeah. <laughs> It actually, I've actually uh, the 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 things that I'm being exposed to now actually brought those lions back around for me because I recently watched the the Mowgli uh, movie, which oh, Jungle Book, those yeah, the Jungle ago? Book, wh- which looks it no, it's even more recent than that. It's the one that was just on Netflix. Right? Oh, was, there uh, so there's two of them. There's Jungle oh, Book, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Trust no, me, no, the, right, 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 okay. So we're about to see. We're about to see. Uh, we're about to see the Lion King, and mm-hmm. it is live action. You know, with CGI elements, and so it's going to be. Uh, well, it's more. It's mostly stylized. CGI, by the way. Yeah, like, it's most CGI. Yeah. It's, it's stylized, right? It's right. stylized, but there's a point where, in my mind. I can still be freaked out by these lions and disassociate it from reality and still be affected. You are a hundred percent correct. Like there is a, and it's a fine line and it's a art in its own, uh, an art form in its own self, its own right uh, to do this uh, properly. But uh, they, they always say this about, I mean, back to video games. They always say this about world of Warcraft, world of Warcraft lasts the test of time and people still play it and love it and like how it looks and are still impressed by it. And there are some technical improvements over time, but mostly it's because they decided to go stylized from the beginning and not aim for photorealism, which may have been cool in 2004, but very mm-hmm. quickly aged terribly because Fast. photorealism and our adherence to it is rapidly changing, whereas stylization is just almost eternal. It stays, you know, it's right, it's, a, it's right. a vision that stays and, and you don't have to go, oh, this looks weird or this doesn't seem right or or whatever, and I think you're right. I think that's 100% true. So this thing kind of got it. They were trying to have it both ways a little bit. There was a style, like the girl that was on the gurney. Uh, yes, that's, that is where it, where it lost it for me. The <clears throat> the Uncanny Valley was most apparent, was the, the gurney the girl. On the gurney. Gurney, gurney girl. Gurney girl. Butterfly yeah. girl. Yeah, and yeah. She, yeah. Was, she was, for some reason, I, I've seen this movie three times now, twice before mm-hmm. this, and I swear 
the way the story went, she, I thought she was the girl. He say he solved her. She you woke up and it was all better. And yeah. then and then the and then the, all the stuff at the end was her going to the safe place. I had a, I forgot all about the girl and the kid. Right. I don't know how I did that. That was yeah. Really, well, there is a, it goes I a little further into it. I think there's a little further into the. It seems like I saw as well, like in the alternate endings and stuff, where she got healthier to the point that I think they're actually communicating. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely was always the other woman uh, that we saw in the in uh, what's her name Alicia Alice Alice Braga mm-hmm. who played Anna. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's always been that. But so I, my might be the confusion. I don't know what happened there. I was sure that the girl got totally cured and became humanish. And then I can't I can't remember how it resolved, but I just was sure that that happened. And when it didn't happen, I was like, "Wait a minute, what? The, what do I remember? Or is I this was, is this an alternate I had some ending?" Mandela effect with this too. I, I swear to God, I did not remember the the woman and kid either. Like uh, once that happens, like oh yeah, wow. And this is this is probably my third or fourth time viewing it. I do have the Blu-ray with the alternate ending, and um, saw it in theaters. I think I saw it at least twice on the Blu-ray. Yeah, maybe just once. But did, uh, did we all watch the alternate me. ending? Did we do that? Because I did. Just, I did. Okay. Yeah. Did you? I get, did not. You did I not. I okay. I don't care. I, oh, I like it better. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I was so overwhelmed by this movie's major trope crime, which was the uh uh I don't want to say Deus Ex Machina, but more like like last second timing the 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 last second save you know mm-hmm. like the 1159 escape it, there were so many of them that i just like I, I was tired i was like oh when he's cutting himself down from the trap and he's getting back to the car like oh you know those dogs are gonna get loosed from the sun mm-hmm. that the last second before he gets into that car and when he was like trying to kill himself out on the pier and he's upside down i'm like oh something's gonna save him at the last second, mm-hmm. right before, and it's like a little woman and a child. No, give me a break. Give yeah. me actually, a break. That actually kind of led me into one of my moments, which I have during lots of movies. Is uh, I'm always looking out for, oh, this mark in the movie represents a break for our characters' uh, understanding of what's going on. Perhaps, perhaps he didn't survive that uh, that attack in the truck, and perhaps he is being. He is he is turned into a zombie himself, and everything oh, else in the movie is is his uh, in his mind. So anytime that something just extraordinary like that happens, I always think. Oh, that. that's like, interesting. Oh, that's you don't I trust wish that it. happened more. You yeah. know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't. But you don't trust it. That's interesting. So like uh, when she gets there and saves him, I'm gonna agree with Randy that the uh, sort of the concept is not great because it's just cheap, right? To have right. somebody last minute yeah. save you. But I will give this director credit for how that was handled sort of visually and, and sort of, you know, tonally because oh. when she shows up and all those lights shine and then he mm-hmm. kind of fades out and then fades in, he's in the car and there's somebody clearly talking to him, but he can't see who it is. Like there's a, there's a stretch there. Uh, he's bleeding bad, all this stuff. He's all just delirious and wakes up on the couch later. That stuff between the attack and the couch, I thought was kind of well done. It made and, me forget. And how, how I know, I know Scott, you have, you struggle sometimes with, uh, generic theming Mm -hmm. but this movie really steers hard into the darkness and the light Mm 
Yeah. And the, these themes keep coming in over and over, and they come suddenly. Lights in, come out of the darkness quickly, and darkness seems to fall very fast. Like not like in reality, you don't you don't usually have the sun like careening down toward the horizon. <laughs> but this right. this movie does, and you're supposed to you're supposed to get these feelings. Like there there are things that are in the in the sun and things that are in the night. And uh, like so, when the woman saves him at the last second, she saves him along with a really bright light in your face. Mm-hmm. And when he, you know, when he goes to sleep, they, we're back in some darkness. And then, oh, he's waking up; it's bright again. Like this movie really wants you to get that that there is a there is a theme here. Well, they even pound it down your throat with actual dialogue and say, "Bring darkness and or the light to the darkness," or whatever the hell it was. Right, kept repeating right. and. So yeah, there, for sure. That's the uh, the minority port rain level dark and light going on <laughs> symbolism in, <laughs> in this movie. But I'm I I guess I just on the whole, it's just hard for me not to like it. And I think it's just because mm-hmm. I'm the lone survivor trying to figure shit out, kind of losing it is totally my jam. I don't know yeah. why. Like wait, I'll tell you yeah. what scares me. You know what scares me? The scenes where everyone's crammed. Uh, up against the dock trying to get off the island get on the get on the last trip mm-hmm. out that scares me that freaks me out it gives me oh, total yeah. claustrophobia and makes me want to just run for the hills what doesn't freak me out is the as a barren city overrun with wildlife and just one guy trying to f- navigate it that's not scary that's kind no, of awesome it, because there's a weird kind of there's, awesome. there's a weird that, relief right? in like that reset you know right. like there's a exactly humanity's <laughs> it's like humanity's reset and you you just start over and that's just how it is. Like there's no, all you got is apparently some electricity because no one shut it off and a Shrek a copy of Shrek. And, and you're just, <laughs> and you're just out there doing your thing and you're, you know, Oh, there's some corn growing in the freaking, you know, central park and got to go I pick really, that. Cause it's I Tuesday. really appreciated that this movie explained some of that stuff. Like th- you got a good long shot of this bank of generators he has yeah. mm-hmm. and you got, an explanation of how he has to shut everything down at night. Oh, I he doesn't love want, that. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. want to generate sound that right. they could follow. No, that whole scene and, of like, you know, Bob Marley's still playing on the thing. He's just finished giving the dog a bath and he's, he's got to shut the place down. It's like, and, and the, and the happy Bob Marley, don't worry. It's, you know, yeah, everything's yeah. going to be all right. And he's like having to shut these giant iron doors on everything. Yeah, it was great. That. It's very discordant. That, that was fun. Really that good. Fun. And uh, him but curled that, up in the tub with the dog is great. It's just good. That was not, that was great. And also the problem that I had with like, they didn't explain that part. I'm like, okay, he's in the tub. I get the emotion and the feeling. It's like, okay, this is the only place I can feel safe. But then the next scene, he wakes up in bed. I'm like, wait a minute. He was in the tub. Yeah, what he did. Happened? He wandered out yeah, of there. Why wouldn't you just sleep? You've got everything locked up. Why wouldn't you just sleep in a bed? <laughs> right, what? <laughs> well, he was like, you know, 40 when this movie was made or something. Maybe he was feeling a little cranky in the oh, middle of the, the night. Way, Will you know. Smith, for me, it was phenomenal in this movie. I loved his performance. I think he's good, but I don't like some of the reliances on the Will Smithiness of him. And what I mean by that is they... Most of it's fine. Great performance, very emotional. I think I totally bought into it. But then once in a while, they'd, Fred, they'd what pull, the hell are you doing out here, Fred? Yeah, they'd bring that some like thing. Fresh Prince stuff out, and you'd be right. like, okay, him trying to sing the song to the girl in his dumb voice, or just a couple of jokey, jokey moments where it's just a Will Smith nod and not yeah. the character. I don't, I wasn't down for that as much. I mean, I it's like fine, it. but it's it's whatever. Right. Um, I feel like it's how Will Smith would act if Will Smith was really. The last man on earth. I think he would I still do that. I know this is like a, a, a non 
thing, but I just laughed my ass off when he uh, decided to sing I Shot the Sheriff, and he started above the top (laughs) of his register. And I'm like, if anybody was going to, I'd be like, I shot the sheriff. Like, you would sing it in your register. You wouldn't sing it so high. I don't know why he did that. It was like a little And then he has to go higher for the... <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I actually, I actually liked the Will Smithiness. Like those were the moments. Him in that video store, because like I know me, I would have just relocated all the videos to my house. Right. I wouldn't be, yeah. I wouldn't right. be going through the ritual. Mm-hmm. So then the fact that he not only goes through the ritual and walks over to the counter, but he yeah. put mannequins everywhere. Like that, I don't know. That that felt to me like uh, it, it put something love, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved him his reverence for society that he kept. I thought that was fantastic. Right. Yeah. yeah, not just a reverence for society, but also discipline. Um, the trivia yeah, says yeah. that he like talked to prisoners about how you deal with being in solitary and how you deal with being alone and they said oh yeah the the key is to have an absolute rigorous schedule and just stick mm-hmm. to it and mm-hmm. so that explains like all right i'm going for a stop video store and i'm going to get another copy of shrek and memorize the words and then we go over here and you know i'm going to hang out at the dock with my carefully organized desk <laughs> and uh laptop and phone and all that stuff yeah. which uh, it's great but then i i have to call bs on on him wait waiting till the last minute like his alarm gets him back home just mm-hmm. at sunset no one would would have those margins you right. would be right. you would be headed home at 2 p.m every day you wouldn't want to risk it you wouldn't want to risk a flat tire you know yeah i would right. have put more yeah, space I'd, I'd between get up a lot and earlier and and do stuff like as soon as sun's up that's my time yeah I'm starting I, to do stuff. I, I do like the idea that when he uh was caught in the trap and and, and he and he and knocked him out Right. I like Over the idea left. that a bunch of time passed and there's just zip he can do about it. Like, that's a pretty right. effective thing. And I remember being, well, the first time and this time, just so frustrated with that. I was like, oh, my gosh, that would suck so yeah. bad because you're waking up and now the sun's almost down and the dog's still barking and you're screwed, dude. Right. What are you, how are you going to get out of this? Like, it really, that whole scene I, really affected me. I kind of love, I kind of love hate in movies. Uh, this is a, a great example of, but wait, there's more, and it just kind of keeps going downhill. Every every mm. time you think it can't get any worse, it gets a little worse. Yeah, and there's never anything that ever pulls you out of it. Dante's Peak did a really good uh, uh, part of that too, but this this movie is really good at that. Yeah, taking you down and down and down. I mean, this movie's in Where's a certain this, this movie's in a certain category for me, and that's the same category inhabited by, and not just because there's zombies in it, but World War Z is this movie. Um, tonally, like it's just the kind of the same idea. Uh, there's more people in it, obviously, but it's, it's, it hits all the same notes for me and I'm a hundred percent cool with this category. Like I don't, I don't have a problem and then they're usually PG 13, but they push the limits a little bit and you know, it's a kind of movie, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. if this movie had gone hard R, I don't know what that would look like. Um, I I don't know. I'd like, I would maybe like to see what that is because I, you know, I like my I like my genre unflinching. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when they when they do it with velvet gloves. I, actually, I, I liked it. Uh, I I like that they kept Will Smith respectable mm. because he never he like I said he tried to respect uh, society. He tried to be more. I don't know. He tried to keep reverence for it. Just just to, yeah. you know keep things uh, cool. You know, and he was always by his morals and he stayed in the city no matter what i'm like leave the city already yeah this is what got us in trouble take that jet fly around for a little bit 
Figure it out. Yeah. You remember how, you know how you pissed you'd be, by the way, how pissed off you'd be if... Oh, my gosh. Now I'm thinking about it. It's going to annoy me. But <laughs> the, when the helicopter comes crashing into the helicopter full of his family, yeah, all, I would be so pissed at the a-holes that were just hanging on to the edge of the helicopter that made it do what oh, it ended up yeah. doing. Oh, of course. But then I'd be yeah. even madder at myself because... I guess the daughter would have still died, but she'd still be there if they didn't do the second scan. <laughs> right. Just so frustrating. That's why I hate oh. the crowd part and where society breaks. It's when society's <laughs> breaking down, I want nothing to do with mob, it. Right. Yeah. It turns yeah. into mob rules and riots and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I want to be dog, yeah. I want to be out there with my dog and my gun. That's cool. I'll do right. that. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I didn't I had forgotten a lot of things in the movie and uh and when I was watching it this time, I was like, oh, why is he, why would he do something so stupid as to follow that dog into the dark? I'm like, just let it go. I'm like, I forget it. Goodbye, dog. It was nice having you. But then when I, then when I remembered, oh yeah, or when I was reminded, oh, this was the dog that his daughter gave him yeah. when it was a puppy. And it's like, oh, this is, this is way more important than just some stupid dog. Yeah. The last and, connection uh, that he basically right, has. Right. Yeah. It's the only yeah. other life that he knew. And I wish I, I wish I hadn't ever seen the movie before because having mm-hmm. seen it even one time years ago, I wasn't shocked when he stops calling the dog Sam and starts calling the dog Samantha. I was expecting right. it, mm-hmm. and like that's a, I, I don't know how this movie does it, but that's such a moment, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's like mm-hmm. the, the, it's little things like that that I you got to give it credit for. Yeah, it, you know it's it's nice. I agree in the connection of you know the little girl saying you know Sam go with go with dad yeah. keep dad safe or whatever and then mm-hmm. the dog i mean it's a it's a little over the top but the dog literally saves him twice from those freaking burly dogs right and ends up you know sacrificing itself in the process and is still like it's got to be one of the top 10 saddest animal death things in the history oh, of movies oh, yeah. and will smith holding him and singing the song and slowly yeah. him to so, death. <laughs> i want to i want to i have a question so uh this is about netflix i want to know so at the end of this movie Netflix says, "Oh, you you just watched uh, I Am Legend. Here's what here's what else you should watch. Uh, Zombieland. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Train to Busan. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Oh, makes oh sense. that's a great one too. Yeah. By the okay. way. Okay. Yeah. And then and then it's like, or maybe Hot Fuzz. Wait, what? <laughs> right. Why? Why am I watching? Why is Hot Fuzz? I think they're doing that because the other movie, the the uh, Shaun of the Dead, is no longer streaming. So they're like, well, what's right. close? Okay, here's the other Simon Pegg movie. Oh, that's weird. I didn't think I didn't of that. Even, yeah. I didn't get. I got one. It said uh, you might like Extinction, a, a Netflix original. It started showing the trailer uh, almost right away, but it's it's got. Uh, it looks like actually something I kind of want to watch. Yeah. It's like, okay, you kind of maybe nailed it. But they do. They do that. They get me with and, that stuff. Uh, Not always, but usually they get me with that stuff. Yeah, I so almost. Here's, a, here's another question. Yeah, when I looked up, uh, zombie, not zombie land. <laughs> when I looked up, I am legend, and it lists a bunch of movies, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like it doesn't want to just show you one result; it shows you many. Mm-hmm. Many of them are Pineapple Express and The Interview and other Seth Rogen things. Why is it showing me Seth Rogen movies when I look up I am Legend? I'd I like to. No, know. that's weird. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do this. He search. also has that one movie where the world ends, right? But uh, right, that's right. Okay, all right. You're you're, you're helping. Which I think it's called this. the end of the world. Okay. Is that right? End or the world. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So when I do it, here here are the top results. When I search for I am Legend, I get I am Legend. Then I get Bright. Then I yeah, get Bright, another I Will Smith movie. Uh, Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, got that one. Will Smith in Seven Pounds. How it ends. Extinction. Fifth Element. Walking Dead. Z Nation. Day of the Dead. 
Black Summer, and The Silence. Those I think are all we've your just ones. revealed that I watch too much crap. Yeah. Like, I watch too much. I watch too many. I've probably watched the interview seven times. And it's like, oh, I wow. think I think you're looking for this. I think this is what you want. Oh, you know what? It did put in Observe and Report, which is that. Um, oh, yeah. But that's not, it's not a horror movie, that's, is it? Or that's his no. Paul Blart it's well Thanks. on the surface it is and then it turns into something a lot darker like he's hmm. the creepy stalker uh, bad dude like mm-hmm. it's uh you know, what what is that movie what like what I, genre is it in it's uh don't it's the uh you know comedian who he's trying out his trying out his drama chops kind of thing like uh jim carrey in the Truman don't say Show. cable guy okay good yeah or um Adam Sandler and uh, uh, what the heck is that movie? Uh, I don't know. The Adam what Sandler was... thing where he's got oh the cobbler. You no, know, he's like uh, <laughs> dang it, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or is it like a serious actor guy in that? Yes, yeah. exactly. So what that's the... the that's the genre. Yeah. What was the Will Ferrell is an OCD guy who brushes every oh, two yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, times through, right. Uh, Fiction, Stranger Than, Stranger than Fiction. Fiction. There Stranger you go. Than Fiction. Right. Nailed it. Dude, there's some creepy stuff in here. All right, I'm going to stop looking. <laughs> yeah. Bra- browsing <laughs> Netflix is is as entertaining as watching things on Netflix. It can be, yeah. I think, and I think at some point, we do need to kind of take a look at a, a Netflix original for a film sack. Like, Extinction might be a good one, or mm-hmm. um, Black Summer, or I'm just looking at these. Well, that was a TV show, but it's uh, Black Summer, by the way, is awesome. I watched the whole thing. I binged it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's supposed to be a prequel to Z Nation, which I think is cheesy and dumb. Uh, The Z Nation is. I've watched two, three episodes and did not like it. Um, And it's long canceled. So I don't know what the deal is with that thing. But the uh, this is supposed to be the sort of prequel to that. And it's great. I thought I thought Black Summer was rad. Totally got into it. It's still pretty new. I think that thing's only like three, four weeks old. Or <laughs> you guys should check it out. It's only like, I don't know, eight episodes. And it's it's good. If you like zombie genre fiction, it's good. If you don't like zombies, <laughs> yeah. don't watch it. Because it's all about zombies, it turns out. Uh, well, anyway. So I, uh, I the, the trivia I pulled for this thing, or it's a little bit weird. Will Smith grew so enamored with his canine co-star, Abby. That was the name of the dog that he tried to adopt her when filming was finished and the dog's trainer wouldn't do it. So I just love yeah, this like idea of like, come on, I'm, I'm rich Will Smith. I got all the money in the world. Welcome to earth. Here's my money. And the, <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the dog trainer's like, no, it's my freaking dog. No, I don't care if you're Will Smith. I'm, I'm keeping the dog. I thought that was all right. Also, when he sees that mannequin and yells at him and says, Fred, what are you doing out here, Fred? Yeah. For a second, it looks like Fred's head turns. That's because, well, you're supposed to think that it's Will Smith's losing his mind, and it works that way, right, but right, it's because right. for a second they did replace the mannequin with a mime um, oh, and had him do Move. that. So, yeah. yeah, moving around, like kind of kind of just barely, just enough, like those I dudes like on the street that are all colored in silver that are supposed to be holding right, still. Right. It's like that. Those give me I do like There's that. nothing scarier than Mr. Mime. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if we've learned anything from the uh, Detective Pikachu trailer. Right. It's That's right. right. Hey, uh, how how pissed would you guys be if you had been broadcasting you know, for over a thousand days and going back to that that port every day 
And then the one day you don't go. <laughs> right. Yep. One day you <clears throat> don't the, go. The one time. Some yep. lady shows up yep. with a kid. Who does he ever talk? Nope. I was trying I was watching. I'm like, does this kid ever say anything, Ethan? And I wouldn't doubt it because Will Smith keeps blowing up stuff around him. He screamed a little. But I can't hear. He does in um it's funny, in the alternate version, he does because he says, They're coming. Like when uh Right. Um, when they're upstairs in that bedroom that they were hiding underneath the dresser mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there was that dude in the ceiling. Once they get rid of that guy, the kid says they're coming or something like that. Right. And it seemed really like, oh, that's the first thing you say in this movie. Yeah. Well, There's then... a hole in the roof. Why are you so mad at the ceiling? <laughs> are you letting people in or subhumans? Yeah, what was are, he doing? Is he digging for where they might be hiding? Because how are they going to get know. up there? Is he making no, a hole for the other he's people making a to hole come for in? the other ones? Yeah, uh, the other ones to come in. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that. That's possible. Right. Well, uh, here's the other interesting bit. The studio spent an, estab- or an estimated five million dollars for six straight, uh, or six sorry, six night shoot in New York City. So five million Probably bucks to it. do it. This involved the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, to do that location, they needed the approval as of ma- as many as fourteen government agencies. The shoot required a crew of two hundred and fifty plus a thousand extras, including one hundred and sixty National Guard troops in full gear. That's wow. pretty insane. And it, there was all this stuff about him constantly apologizing to new york city and its citizens for totally shutting down roads and yeah. you know and so they had to do a lot of stuff like late at night on a sunday <laughs> and things like that to just try to minimize <laughs> the impact but it does right. feel like well, the kind of thing if you filmed it today you might film it all in georgia and just fake all the buildings yeah which would so i i think yeah. the authenticity to this i i think it was totally worth it i well, mean six they- days of bullshit for new york sure but hey how many years we've got of of this yeah but they're gonna do a whole bunch of digital post-processing on it anyway to like make the buildings look old and aged and mm-hmm. some of them covered in tarps which is really kind of cool mm-hmm. um it reminds me of uh the tom cruise thing we watched uh was it vanilla sky where oh yeah yeah where where he has that weird dream where he's alone in new york Mm-hmm. And they basically had to close off Times Square for a day to film right. that. No, I, film I wouldn't do that for Tom Cruise. No, that's, that's crap. No, yeah, you'd only do it for Will Smith. I see how you are. Will Smith, <laughs> yes. You need this film to blow your mind with things like yes. the post-apocalyptic Times Square because there just aren't other characters for him to talk to. So mm-hmm. you don't have dialogue at really at all in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, you, you do have him talking to his... Uh, his diary when he's doing science, which yeah. I kind of found. There's a bunch of tropes all wrapped up in all of that. He's talking to his diary while right. he's doing science. Mm-hmm. All the rats are attacking. But it's like, right. uh, like for the most part, you need some other character. And the busted down New York City is it. And I was taken by it. I was, mm-hmm. I was all in yeah. on the busted down New York mm-hmm. City. I never once felt like, oh, that's a bunch of, uh, you know, animation and someone painted that street, you know, like I just, mm-hmm. I was, I felt like he was there. Yeah, it really yeah. was effective. It looked like, uh, I don't know if anyone's played the division, especially the D- D- division one, which is set in New York in the midst of a virus. So it's kind of in a lot of ways, I, I wonder if the game got inspiration from this, but, but right. it's the same thing, just dilapidated overgrowth of, of, uh, of, uh, plant life because no one's taking care of anything. Uh, those big, you know, like you were saying, big tarps flapping over things as if they're, you know, that's the only way they can keep them sealed up in the winter or whatever. Like that kind of stuff is so cool. And I think the movie was extremely, um, good about nailing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. The big broad shots of the city just made me want to go there. And there's something about an empty, like if I didn't, if I didn't worry about what Chernobyl was, 
you know, and what it can do to human beings, because that place is supposed to be unlivable for 20,000 years. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, the ground is that bad. Um, but part of me wants to go there in a hazmat suit one day and just walk through what used so, to be like a city. Yeah, Cause, so, cause that's basically so, you know, the same I, thing. I, it's crazy. I'm really excited about the new Chernobyl drama mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Um, it by all accounts, it's you know the you know the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I've studied I've studied Chernobyl a lot. Did you know that a couple of years ago they put a massive like the biggest dome that's ever been built over the entire you know like former power plant? No, I didn't. Oh, oh yeah, that I explains what I saw yesterday. Yeah. The reason I'm even <clears throat> thinking of this is I'm watching Our Planet on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Which is another of these David Attenborough documentaries, and one of the segments is about how wildlife has started to flourish there. And I mm-hmm. saw in the background this crazy looking dome, and I didn't know what it was. So and they don't explain. It's not it. the. It's not the largest dome ever built. It's the largest transportable dome ever built. So they had to build it half a mile away, and then walk it. It had to go on rails into place, and it's just this. It's just really amazing. Like how much of the steel that came, has come out of the crust of the earth went into this project and, and like there's just a bunch of stuff and i'm hoping i'm hoping the the hbo series is is more focused on you know back then like the 80s but oh, yeah. I, i'm just like this really cool thing happened in like 2017 and no one ever talks about it so there needs to be that we need a a little uh, documentary on that so that's mm-hmm. that recent they just did that i didn't know that yeah wow, that's crazy yeah that whole area fascinates me but part the reason i think it fascinates me is because it's just this desolate nothing there and no one's there and there aren't gangs and there aren't you know holdouts it's not that kind of thing i like i like empty the threat can be at night and can be zombies great but during the day i can go check out the video store you know like there's something about (laughs) that you said that one mannequin up in the adult section and that was the only one he wanted to flirt with was the one that he had you know, put everything in the I don't think she was really in the adult section because I was looking behind. It was like uh, there was that uh, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Coleman. her eye, but her eye gaze were straight towards the porn. <laughs> were they? I, I didn't see. I couldn't tell. I'm like, oh, she's looking right at the porn. I, I saw. Did not even see if there was an adult section. Was I, there really? I, I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell. I did. Yeah. I, I saw a copy of Labyrinth back there. I saw um, <laughs> one of the Chucky. It's later on. When, it's later on when he approaches her when he when after after uh, samantha dies that when he approaches her from uh the, the other side we finally get a shot for what she's looking at and she's looking straight over at the adult section right did you see that batman and superman um yeah everybody loved no, that i forgot to look for that i, I remember saw that. i was screen capped it somewhere here i'll have to yeah where did i put it's near the beginning oh. yes yeah, near the beginning when they're doing all the right the right in the shots. middle of Times square here it is yeah. i found it mm. i'll i'll throw it into our little host group here and you can see it cool but uh, but you know the the thing I probably enjoyed, I really enjoyed the break we got uh, with him being a single man for so long, and then having to deal with a woman and a kid touching his yeah. shit, and yeah. uh, I was saving that bacon, you know. He <laughs> totally flips his lid, and I loved it. And and but you really see what a freak he is whenever uh whenever he is word for word uh, reciting Shrek along. Uh, right. movie. that is just like oh yeah it's weird there's this yeah. piece of trivia that kind of cracks me up because it's not actual trivia it's just a funny six separate uh, degrees of separation kind of thing going on but it says here right. uh the film that ethan is watching shrek 2001 
Uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, who provides the voice of Donkey in that movie, has starred opposite Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, in The Nutty Professor from 1996, the same year Will Smith did Independence Day. Ooh. 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 Things were happening. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. <laughs> How is it possible? Anyway. But the big deal with that Batman Superman thing was this was 07. Or sorry. Um, yeah, 07. The rumor is that that was a tease because this is Warner Brothers. Yeah. That was a tease for the um, Nicolas Cage thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's true, and- but that's everything I can find on it. Everything was in production hell for a long time yeah. there, even including this movie, which what started in like 96 or something. Yeah. It, it oh, saw really? That several, wow. Yeah, it saw several incarnations of, uh, of the scripts and everything else. Director looks like Bradley Cooper, by the way. I don't know if anyone mm. looked at that guy, but if you click on <laughs> Francis Lawrence, who we know from doing all those uh, Hunger Games movies, uh, he also did Constantine, so we've had him on the show before. But if you look at his photo... He Francis Lawrence looks like in IMDb. He looks like Bradley Cooper in the Alias days. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you have to click on it to see it, but it's weird. It's weird to me. He looks just like Bradley I love, Cooper. I yeah. love how Will Smith's character, uh, uh, Neville, in uh, like when they're when he's really under attack and under siege near the uh, when they when the night vampire, the dark seekers oh, totally discover that. his lair, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's like. Uh, he just totally doesn't even think about warning Anna or or, or Ethan that he's about to blow shit up mm-hmm. because he he blew up he blew up half the street. Yep, uh, and didn't even say boo to them. Just like good luck. What's weird is in my timeline, I I think of this movie before I Robot, yeah. and after um what's the superhero one he did Hancock. Uh, oh, oh Han- Hancock. That and was almost in reality. Yeah. iRobot was 04. Hancock Mm -hmm. was a year after I Am Legend. So I've got it all mixed up in my head. He he filmed, Will Smith filmed this on break from Hancock. So he was doing all kinds of depressing work. (laughs) Yeah, but he was (laughs) he was buffed out. Like, my gosh, this was like peak Will Smith body time, man. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm really into that sort of thing, but you know what I mean. Sure, why not? Well, he's a good looking man. He was an attractive man. He did good. Yeah. He's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it was, but I, it was, it definitely goes back as I, as I thought more about it while we've talked about it. Uh, I didn't care for the scene where he was working out and doing the treadmill inside the house. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got the whole city. Why in the world would you be running on a treadmill? But then it's like, oh, the routine thing. Yeah. Right. And also you can do, you can do that a little bit on the edges of twilight, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so right. Right. Before you get really scared and quiet, you, you can do that at home. But, Having the dog do it is dumb, though. Having the dog on his own treadmill. Oh, that was so cute. No, no. no. (laughs) Remember, remember, uh, key step number three: get a dog. Anyway, (laughs) uh, you're in cardio. You you have, yeah, cardio. You, uh, I was really glad to see that he was like amazing with the pull-ups. Like, wow, yeah, because that informed later when he did some things he needed to do, like to live. He had to be able to do something that if you were strung up by one foot, I'm sorry, you're dead. You, you, uh, every, all four of us, we're dead. All right. Yeah. There's no way I'm pulling that up. No way. Yeah. But we were shown he was going to be fine. Yeah. I might've landed. I might've landed better. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't know. That that was whew, that hurt. Yeah, you toss your you toss your knife down first, yes. out right. of the way, yes. so that you don't land on it. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. 
I don't then, care. You can, pull, a, you can do pull-ups all day, every day, 100 right. days away, yeah. uh, in a row, and you still need to have that knife idea in your head. Get rid yeah, of the knife always. when you're done. Yeah. And then he had a boot. Then he had a butt scoot across uh, across the street. That was great. Yeah, that was always good. It's like, what are you doing? Go. That's what the dog usually does, butt scoot. Yeah. Yeah, butt maybe scoot. Will Smith had worms in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> doing scoots. Uh, do, do dogs? I, I'm going to show my ignorance here. I didn't Google it at all. I have no clue. I have a dog, but I don't really ever think about it. Should you force your dog? Should you force your dog to eat vegetables? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, feed. I don't feed. I don't feed mine table. Mm. Yeah, I don't feed mine table scraps. We just feed them. You know. Well, you're not going to make yes. him eat grains. His grains are bad. So if right. You, if you look at the ingredients in the best dog foods, they yeah they have vegetables in in there. And, yeah, but and what right. dog takes like, a big piece of cauliflower or a big piece of freaking broccoli and eats it none of them my, I don't know my a dog, dog will will absolutely and, it, and like he loves carrots he loves sweet potato like there's all kinds of vegetables that you oh. can and should feed he them. also loves his own poop but we don't let him eat it <laughs> no don't do it <laughs> lots of vegetables in those turns out right. um but yeah like i, thought I, I already ate corn that's so. funny you bring that up the dog reminded me of I think both Hibbit and I both now have a dog who's very similar genetically to these mm-hmm. this breed. I don't know if this dog was it a German Shepherd or something like that. Definitely German like a, Shepherd. Yeah, yeah, German Shepherd. And our dogs have German Shepherd in them. It's not full German Shepherd on my side, but that same dark uh, muzzle. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the way the accents are, the 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 eyes that are super expressive. Like the whole time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like Boomer. I was getting a little emotional about having a mm-hmm. dog that looked just like Sam. Or Samantha, right. we find out. The Samantha, girl dog. Right. Samantha, was Samantha Aww. pregnant too? We're going to make this really super sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to have a litter of zombie puppies? Oh, man. Right. Not good. Those rats were cool, though. They they were cool. Yeah. No, yeah. they weren't cool. <laughs> Those were a creepy, hairless and rat. They, yeah. And you notice they did the same elongated mouth thing with the rats, too. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did. I wonder if Mike Patton did the rat noises. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. No, they brought Rat in for that. They let Rat do it. Oh, uh, uh, well done. Yeah. See, there's my little music joke for today. Good uh, news. We cured cancer. Bad news. You're all dead. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's actually bring up the very, very brief um, appearance cameo. of, uh, yeah, a little cameo of um, Emma. Name? Not Emma. Yeah, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, yeah. yes, yeah. at the very beginning there. Very interesting. Like, we just need you for like the first minute of this film, and then you're right. done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're you not even going to give you the script. Whole... You're just going to wing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far right. as I know, she just sort of winged it. She, she. That all sounded very legit, like a it real did, interview. Yeah. yeah, I love the concept, and I would like, I would have enjoyed a little more world building there. Like, just kind of flesh some of that out, and not just there, jump straight to the. There apparently were plans for a prequel. And a mm-hmm. sequel to this, and it would have been interesting to see. I would have, I would have liked to have seen a prequel that does set up the world building for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could have been a good. Let's say this show came out in twenty. Uh, this movie came out in twenty fifteen. I could see that kind of thing getting optioned for some oh, yeah. streaming service as a series for a prequel mm-hmm. or sequel, just because that's how stuff gets done now. If something was popular, Netflix buys up the rights to a TV show, doesn't star Will Smith, but mm-hmm. you know has whatever like i i could totally see that happening and i would love that but i feel like i feel like maybe where we're at now is if anyone ever does this again it will be someone approaching the material again from a different angle and there'll be a new movie in 10 years that absolutely yeah with a different i I just and i just want to say everyone listening to my voice right now you didn't watch last man on earth and it got canceled and then (laughs) you all asked 
<laughs> I never even heard that existed, and it makes me so sad because oh. Will Forte, Kristen Schaal, and January Jones, and Mary Steenburgen were amazing. It was a great show. You should have watched mm-hmm. Last Man on Earth. We I watched did. the first several seasons. It was the last season. It was like, all right, this is just getting... It's so frustrating watching him accidentally sabotage. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was the same way. And I enjoyed it much more when there were fewer people. It just seemed like they just kept having rotating cast of characters. Right, where they kept bringing people uh, in. Yeah. Yeah, I I wanted that show to be him and maybe Christian Shaw. And that's it. Like, just uh, that the appeal of that was was dark comedy and, and you're alone. I don't know, four people, four or five people. Stop right there and then yeah, you know, yeah. keep keep Mary Steenburgen and uh and uh oh who played his brother it was the guy from Saturday Night Live uh oh, Will yeah, yeah, it was his base. That was actually Yeah. Was it Will Forte? Uh, no. no. Will oh, Forte was the main one. guy. Um, no, no, no. His brother. That's uh, what I'm saying. That's yeah. what he's saying. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. His brother was, uh, he's also on SNL though, or was? Yes, he was. they all was were. And that's a, the beauty of the show was that they could discover another survivor and it would be Fred Armisen, you know? <laughs> oh, and, like, <laughs> and Will Ferrell, that's right. Will Ferrell was, uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, he's all, there was all a, these like, SNL guys. The oh. guy everybody loved at the and beginning. They all, yeah. they all got a couple of episodes. Like Kristen Wiig got a couple of episodes and then huh. they cut her loose. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I, I right. probably should just binge what's left i, I think yeah i think i i think three seasons was probably plenty enough of that idea it was a great idea and i enjoyed jason the ride sudeikis, but... by the way that's oh was, jason yeah. sudeikis and they were they were contemporaries they were on snl together right those right, two right. him and will forte yeah i always get those guys mixed up all the time mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. not their faces they're just their names just i mix them up like a dumbass i don't know why right but yeah that's right they brought in martin short they brought in john ham laura dern jack black uh, for oh. like half a half an episode, <laughs> they yeah. just show up and they get shot or killed somehow accidentally. I loved Laura Dern's seasons of SNL. She was amazing on there. <laughs> so it wasn't all SNL people, obviously. What, what was no, Jan- but, what was January what? Jones doing? Was she just dead facing it like she does in everything else, or what was her deal? You know what? This is probably my favorite thing that January Jones has ever done because it. Uh, oh, it's so good! It's so good. Yeah, I mean, because she's she's such a. Uh, milk toast or i don't know what the the, the but, female equivalent of a milk toast is in in mad in, men and in this uh, in this series she just plays a normal person she is the most normal right. person and she's surrounded by people like christian shawl is a horse and it's like that makes her that makes january jones seem really special <laughs> like i'm telling you right there's someone listening to this episode of the show right now who has never even heard of this i'm to find last man on earth Watch the whole series. You'll be disappointed because it ends suddenly and got canceled. But it's so funny. And it's exactly what you should watch after you watch I Am Legend. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I like this. This has been a good, this has been an important PSA. Well done. Uh, do you guys want to do uh, sound clips? I don't have a ton. Oh my right gosh, yet. you got it. All right, let's do them. I don't have about a million. A lot here. of Will Smith. There, <laughs> there is a lot of Will Smith because there's not a lot of people talking in this movie. But. Right. Anyway, we already heard this. Why don't you just eat your vegetables? There it is, just on its own. All right, how about this? Uh, <laughs> yelling at Fred. What the hell are you doing out here, Fred? I like that. I'm going to use that for other stuff. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but I'm going to use it. Well, it'll, be, it'll definitely get some use. I wrote this. I wrote, no, 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 Will Smith with two Fs. Smith. Yeah. No, no, no. Because he was saying no, no, no. He oh, said that. But why did yeah. I write Smith? I did it uh, twice. I don't know what's wrong with Type, me. Typing's hard. Yeah, it can be. All right, so here's here's the no, no, no. No! 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 
yell yourself hoarse there. Buddy. No, no, oh. Fred. No, angry, Fred. Angry Fred acting there. Yeah. Angry mm. mannequin acting. <laughs> Freaking Fred. All right, here he is. Uh, oh, this, now he's all crusty because he yelled too loud. Damn it! <laughs> he's like, got no <laughs> Damn it! That sounds like The Rock, doesn't it? You gotta, Damn it! You gotta, you gotta Damn use it. that. That damn it is perfect for TMS. Oh, yeah. We'll it. find it a place is, yeah. for it. I don't know where to use it, but we'll find it. Maybe anytime someone, it'll be the, it'll replace car horn, car horn scream guy when somebody gets a uh, Babel Royale wrong or something. Now, the most convincing fear acting I saw in this movie was done by a dog. And it impressed me, and I recorded some of it because this is fear barking, and it really got me. Here you go. There's something about that pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're barking like normal, but it's a little higher and it's desperate. Up, and, come on. Yeah. Wake up. I was I, I you know, I praised the movie for sound design. I was mad at the movie when the dog turns because the sound design was all wrong. It didn't sound like a dog that was in your lap. It mm, sounded right. like a dog that was across the room and made of lions or something. It was <laughs> made of lions. <laughs> made of lions. <laughs> I don't understand if the virus was airborne. Why didn't mm-hmm. the dog get it before if he's susceptible to it? They they talked about that. There's two yeah. there are two forms. Will Smith actually says out loud, "Well, I get the airborne and the touchy virus, but you only get the touchy virus, Mister Sam." Oh, right. Yeah, he I'm, gets it through. Dogs can only get through contact and. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, they actually did explain it and I missed that. Yeah, Will Smith actually yeah, yeah. said it. Yeah. Okay. While he's while he's giving himself a shot, which I'm guessing was some sort of immunity booster kind of thing. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. no he was he pulling. Was, he was drawing his own blood. Oh, right. Was oh, the blood. Was, right. Yeah. That's where he yeah. was getting the proteins to start oh, okay. his research on. Right, because he was doing the trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to catch himself an eighteen year old zombie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh Oh, I love that part where they with big mouth sticks his head out in the sum and holds it for a minute and is okay with getting burnt for a sec and staring yeah. him down. Oh, it's so good. The big and, boss, the big bad. Yeah. There's something about <laughs> that daddy. moment just really sticks with me. All right. Uh, Will Smith scream. <laughs> a little much. Jeez. You can really hear him standing on a soundstage back about three feet from the mic. <laughs> You can like now, now that you isolate it like that. Yeah, you can. You could. You can imagine. There's a guy in a booth looking at him at a at a big huge equalizer. Like you, right? Well, he's supposed to be in the in that alley space where there would be echo. And so if they did, uh, they always do this stuff in post. But if they were doing that in that environment, it'd be perfect because you you do want some echo. But you're right. Like if you can totally like. Yes, that's not that's talking to you. Wait, that's not it. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so you're getting the echo off the walls and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a terrible scream, though. I don't like it. No. Uh, here's a, no. A, here's some Shrek no. quoting. I did about 30 seconds of this, so it's pretty weird. Here you go. Yes, I'm talking to you. Can I just tell you that you was really great back then? Those gods, they thought it was all that. Then you showed up and bam. They were tripping over themselves like babes in the woods. See that? That really made me feel good to see that. That's great. Man, it's good to be free. Now. Why don't you go celebrate your freedom with your own friends? You know what I wish he'd have done is more Mike Myers role. Like he just did yeah. Eddie Murphy's. <laughs> I want to hear like him try to do the Scottish thing. Yeah, that's me at every movie I go to in the theaters. <laughs> the, the person who sits next to me right there. I was like, yeah, it's not you doing it. It's whoever's there with right, you. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Even at Endgame in Vegas. 
you had a little speaker talker guy next to you, right? And that happened. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, uh, he was all right. He's a frog pant. He's a, he's a tadpooler. It's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. He's a verbose tadpooler. Um. All right. Still wasn't as bad as the lady who took our orders and then yelled at, or yelling out how sorry she was. Yes. That was stupid. Exactly. All right. Here's the I shot the sheriff thing. Start lower. <laughs> what start, is wrong with you, Will Smith? Start lower, man. Just lower. Yeah. Also, isn't the isn't the cover of that more popular than that one or something? But there's something, Brian. I was going to ask you about. Well, uh, Eric Clapton did um, uh, a version of that, and but he's talking about Bob Marley. He's got to talk. He's got to do the Bob Marley version. Oh, which is totally fine. I'm just I'm in my head. I feel like growing up, I didn't know there was a Bob Marley version until way later uh, in life. Yeah. And and the whole like the high, the the yeah. the reggae yeah, it's part. Way, it is way higher. The the Bob Marley version is way higher than the uh, the Eric Clapton version. Yeah, but he wrote it, or did Clapton write it? No, no, Bob Marley wrote it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to say they came out. It was it wasn't too long after the Bob Marley version came. Let's see, Bob Marley's was seventy three. Eric Clapton's was seventy four. I mean, it was an it was a year apart. The uh, original and the cover, but. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, their Clapton version was the one that that um, did better commercially, or did better. It sure. did better commercially. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Has anyone checked in Short on Ziggy iron. lately? And let's just see how he's how he's doing. Oh, on yeah. Eric Clapton? No, Ziggy. Oh man, Ziggy, oh, Ziggy. Marley is my favorite. Uh, oh, there he is. He's <laughs> fine. He's cool. He's um, he's fifty. He's still living my in Jamaica. My favorite Marley. Yeah, of all the <laughs> Marleys, Jacob and uh, I thought it was and, a. And I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was weird that the that that Will Smith meets a woman. She does. She's never heard of Bob Marley, but she goes Damien. Like she's heard of Bob Marley's weird son, like the weirdest one. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Weird. Not even Ziggy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that yeah. you said Jacob Marley. Points for that. Points. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> it's not even Christmas time. You really nailed it there. Right. Um. Uh, all right. Hold on. Where was I? Okay. We got one. I only have one more clip. Here it is. On everybody, everybody, every single person that you or I has ever known is dead, dead. You love, would you love it if someone just it's, got right in your face and yelled dead? An it's inch what Scott from your face? says during every movie that has a bunch of, like every movie that came out before 1960. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of yeah. do. I don't yell it in anyone's face, but I, I notice it every Everybody time. Everybody in this movie is dead, dead. <laughs> My wife's really getting sick of it. She's tired of me yelling that. All right. Well, that's all well and good. How about this? The film sack checklist. This movie's full of zombies. Check, because they're kind of, you know, <laughs> vampires and zombies. Zombie-like. Uh, there you go. Jimmy Longmouth and the Longmouthers. Check. <laughs> sure. Uh, and made me want to finally read the book. This is all based on? Check. I do actually want to read yeah. it. I want to see what's up. I... Yeah, did you pick this up free? Uh, I think we had talked about this before. I think mm, I sent you the link. Yeah, uh, I think I did. For, for I think that. I have it. So you probably have it in your Kindle. Yeah, I've got like a Moby there. version of it or something. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, uh, I just have never read it. So I'm going to finally do that, I think. Uh, let's see, Star Trek Connections. There are a number of them, but not too many. Thomas W. Stewart, he was an infected, although I don't know how you'd know, must have done mocap. In Star Trek Into Darkness, he played an Enterprise crew engineer. Sally Richard, uh, sorry, Richardson Whitefield played Zoe Neville. That's the, the, the wife, I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, right. Yeah. Might be, yeah. yeah. Right. In DS9, played Cisco's love interest, Fina, in the episode Second Sight. Mm. I bet Ooh, she has Cisco. stories to tell. Yeah. And then finally, April Grace was a TV personality here. The interviewed, what's her name at the beginning? On TNG, played a transporter chief, Maggie Hubble, in five episodes. So there you go. And then uh, uh, Will Smith's actual daughter was his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Willow. Oh, is that really her? Yes, yes. Will Smith's actual daughter, Willow, is in the in the helicopter saying goodbye and crying. And it's like, that's that's a, like a, a cool little th- slice of life to throw into this movie. Like, you get the real deal with, with that little bit. It's better than, uh, who's the other one? Who's the other kid that's yeah, so weird now? Uh, Jaden. Jaden, yeah. Jaden, yes. yeah, he was in the other movie. Yeah, they were in that together, right? right? I just wish he had a cameo in this instead. Yeah. Well, Jay, the only thing is, Jaden was a little older and and was too cool for school. Like he wanted yeah. to, he wanted to be seen as cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just the, the weird little thing. I'll let you let you carry on. Yeah. No, it's all good. Uh, let's see, where was I? Oh yeah. Uh, we now need to do the soundtrack grade. I'd give it a G for good. It was fine. It did did the job. It was sparse. Like there were parts where there was no soundtrack at all, no music at all, which I I really like. Actually, you know, felt. Yeah, solitude it's, it's and lonely exactly. and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it was real good i like that quite a bit uh let's do the twitter post this is where you guys sum it up in 100 yeah. sorry 280 characters or less let's do as tradition dictates and start with randy i am legend after sunset lock yourself into this armored mansion that has lots of bacon and spaghetti sauce and turn off all the lights and sounds and snuggle in the bathtub just like a saturday night at if it's house perfect you did it you Ka- did it kaboom uh, next up, Brian Dunaway. I am legend. Like someone saving your bacon one minute, then eating your bacon the next. I was saving that bacon, Anna. <laughs> Hashtag, that was all the bacon. <laughs> hashtag. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> he always remembers to put in the hashtags. Well yes, done. You, well you, done. You you uh, navigate your Twitter well. Uh, and finally, Brian Ibbett. So this had nothing to do with the movie, but it made me laugh, so I'm making it my Twitter post. Okay. I am legend. All right. Well, it made us all laugh. So nice job. Our poor mind. Nice job. Indeed. That was fantastic. Uh, all right. Now's the time I push another button, right? Yeah. <laughs> the alternate titles just handed to me. It was almost called the less than fresh Prince or welcome to earth. Population will. Earth. Earth. Uh, quick email from Michael. His name is Keeper, uh, is his nickname. Uh, or no, that's his last name. I'm sorry. It's Michael Kepper from <laughs> somewhere in Minnesota. Oh, there you go. He says, to Scott Johnson and the Film Sack crew, here is a great wow. film you should review for Film Sack. It has time travel with H.G. Wells and murder with Jack the Ripper, as well as romance. In real life, H.G. Wells married an American girl. The 1979 film has big names with... Uh, such as Malcolm McDowell, Mary yeah. Steenburgen, and Jack Warner. Uh, it was directed by Nicholas Meyer of Star Trek fame. Meyer also was a fan of the Sherlock Holmes uh, stuff. I still see. I believe it holds up well with the passage of time. Love the Film Sack podcast show. Is that, says is that Mike. time after time? He's talking it about? is time after time. Time yeah. after he time. He never said the name, did he? Oh no, he yeah, didn't. didn't. He didn't say either. the name. You're right. But uh, I've I never seen it. Movie. One yeah, of my that's a great movie. Never seen yeah. it. No idea what I'd be getting into there. So, I think that was the same week I was going through old movies, and I think I watched that and Solent Green and uh, Clockwork Orange. Would you? It's such a great, it's such yeah. a great cast. I mean, Malcolm McDowell as H.G. Wells, because um, mm-hmm. he usually plays the bad guy, and here he's like the you know the wide-eyed good guy, 
uh, Boy Scout kind of thing. It's really, really cool. I have to, I have to, do you think it's sackable though? Like, Oh, yes. totally sackable. Absolutely. Because they're so, they take yeah. themselves so serious in this movie. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Sacking. I'm in. And it's, and it's got cool. your sci-fi, but it's got your like, uh, you know, fish out of water. It's, 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 uh, uh, H.G. Wells in the big city learning about New York mm-hmm. from <laughs> mm-hmm. from a from a city girl, Mary Steen Virgin. Weird. Uh, it, it's it perfect film sacker. I've never even heard of it. Well, I guess and I have Nelson heard of it. Opera in the soundtrack, surprisingly. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> too bad. Came out about ten years before that song did. So. <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate. I always remember the time. Uh, what's the before? Not Land Before Time. Uh, yes, the one- you're talking about the one with Christopher Reeve. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what the heck was that called? Somewhere in time. Somewhere in time. Yeah, somewhere My in time. mom's favorite movie. She watched that Ugh. over and over and over. She loved it. Yeah, it was basically it was a Fabio romance cover novel book <laughs> romance yeah. book. Right, come to life. Not into it. Yeah. Hey, if you want to be it's like, like, why uh, is Superman playing this crap? You what now? What'd like, you say? Oh, Superman. Yeah. Well, because yeah, that I was, it. was I it, remember that. Was it post Superman or before that? Probably after post right? Superman. Okay. It was uh, it was post because it was uh, a couple years after Superman, I think. And I remember getting so excited because I was, you know, it's like, oh look, oh, Superman's in Superman. this, and he's a time traveler. And, oh, what cool. is this? Yeah, this is a lady yeah. movie. Rip bodices and and bustiers. <laughs> What's going on? I've never seen an actual ripped bodice in, in real life. Has anyone ever no, seen? Me yeah, no, it's no. unfortunate. No, they hold together real well, real well. Do they, they make them really well these days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like the old days where they just fell apart. Right. Uh, if you want to send an email in like Mike, you can. Filmsack at gmail.com is that email address. You can also send us voicemails. I actually have a few in waiting. I just haven't gotten to make sure they're ready for the show. But they can be sent to 801-471-0462, and we'd love that. Our next film is what? I don't know. Sur- surprise. It's Into the Blue. That would be the Paul Walker, Scott Kahn, Josh Brolin film that you probably remember because it had a trailer of Jessica Alba's butt. Oh, but right. In, but, right. Into the blue. Mm. It's about a group of divers who uh, find themselves uh, in conflict with a drug lord after they you know, go diving and find some illicit cargo. Um yeah, we've been like this has been on our list for a very long time. It's streaming on Netflix. We're gonna watch it. All right. I'm You're... guessing I'm gonna guess I've never seen this, and I'm gonna guess the drug lord is played uh by a uh somebody who's trying to be Colombian who is not Colombian born. Uh, I'm gonna give you some names right. of people in this movie and okay. you can figure it out. So uh Josh Brolin is in this movie, James Frain is in this movie, Tyson Beckford is in this movie. Okay. And so you just think about that. Um, I, I really like the idea, though, that the the bad guy in this movie might be Thanos. It just might be Thanos. Oh, might be Thanos. All right. I like James Frain, though. Yeah. 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 I can't think who James Frain is for some reason. He is um, a bit actor. I want to say he was in. He like clean cut guy, but kind of goofy looking. He was in. Uh, you didn't watch Gotham. He no. was in Gotham for quite. I think he was Ray Ghoul in Gotham. Oh, oh right. no, no, no! It was a different guy. It was Ray Ghoul. Um, he was something in Gotham. He <laughs> really sent um, me down a good, a good path. I'm here. selling this guy a lot. He was in the Tudor <laughs> Tudors. In my in... favorite underrated adventure movie ever, like uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, he was, was he was the the bad the original bad guy who sets everything into motion. Oh, I know who it is now. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I like that movie too. That movie's great. The, you're talking about the Guy Pierce one, right? He's Sarek yeah. in Star Trek Discovery. 
That's right. Oh. He's sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Now we know. Oh, I do love that guy. Yes. He's great. He yeah. always plays the kind of creepy bad guy. He's the drug lord. He's going to be the drug lord, isn't he? Please yeah. tell me he's the drug lord. Yeah. He's I don't know. Awesome. We don't know yet, but I know. I know Star Trek Discovery is uh, Game of Thrones in space. Mm. Well, can be. <laughs> he <laughs> he wasn't. He was he was uh, uh, Thomas More in the Tudors, which is great because he became a saint in the. Well, yep. he was a jackass yep. in that show, but in the in the in the lore or in the real world, he became a saint. And this is why it connects to me. There is this church down the street from where I lived called the St. St. Thomas More Chapel. And uh, I that's where we would take girls to make out with in the back in the parking lot of the St. Thomas More Chapel Church place. Oh, that's hilarious. It was great. We would take yeah. girls. And we, would, <laughs> we would take girls. That sounds terrible. That's like the... That's well, the I would drive By the way, a girlfriend there. How about that? Right. Yeah. By the way, if you just if, if you rage quit Netflix this week because they went up a dollar on your fee... You can still watch this with ads into the blue on YouTube <laughs> and Tubby and Voodoo, all with just a few ads. For what the free. hell? What the hell is Tubby? Ooh. Tubby? T U B I. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's Tubi. Tubi is probably ha- it's probably Tubi, but I like to call it Tubby. Yeah, Tubby. I like to call it Tubby. <laughs> all right, I like it. Uh, well, anyway, Tubby Chaser. Yeah, uh, sure. That's right. <laughs> So that's next week. That's into the blue. That's Jessica Alba's hindquarters uh, on display, quite prevalently. If my if my memory serves, it's just just in the trailer, apparently, apparently, yeah. like that that like, it's too much. Yeah, they they did it wrong. Too much. I can't take it. How many old? How old is that movie? Is that nineties? No. Uh, two thousand five. Okay. Here's a here's a good description of the movie. Pecs and bikinis rule as Jessica Alba and Paul Walker search for undersea treasure. That's all you need to know. Pecs and bikinis rule. Really. Pe- yeah. Pecs and bikinis, bikinis rule. rule. Wow. All right. We were more into pecs in 2005 than abs, I suppose. Yeah. I'm now just... it'd be all like abs and bikinis rule. Yeah. Good point. Well, uh, I look forward to the day that I'm subject to king bikini and king abs. Uh, anyway, or no, that's two kings, king and queen. Sorry. Anyway, hey, we're done. That's the show. Uh, filmsack.com is our website. And uh, like I said before, send us emails, filmsack at gmail.com. Join us next week for into the blue and between now and then follow us on Twitter. We are at film sack and you can leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. That'd be wonderful. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian and for Randy. Brad, Brad, <laughs> Brad? wait, what was his name? Fred. Fred. Oh, all Fred. right. I thought he Fred. said Brad. <laughs> Check out the big plastic brain on Brad. Exactly. We'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.